Welcome to Talking Tuesdays. I am your host, Fancy Quant, and today we're going to be talking about this quantitative career cliff at the age of 30 here. Uh, so this will apply probably to most highly driven professionals, but we're going to talk about this more from a quant perspective, and I'm going to give a few stories here, and then I'm going to talk about my story somewhat at the end and kind of the struggle I see here uh, somewhat occurring around 30 for careers in quants. So to start off with here, right, we start to think about or at least I start to hear quants talking about, you know, this from an age perspective of like around 30-ish is when we start to see somewhat your fluid intelligence decreasing, right? And I see different numbers stated here. So some people stated 20. Um, I'll link an article below as well. I believe it's from like MIT and some other sources. Uh, but academically, we start to see, okay, fluid intelligence does start to decline. However, it doesn't start to decline as soon as we somewhat thought. So it started to seem like it was always around 20, and now we're starting to see a spectrum, of course, around different ages when fluid intelligence starts to decline. Uh, and this is contrasting to crystallized intelligence. Not gonna go into this. Again, if you want more information, you can read some of the articles below. Um, but that being said, right, people start to think, okay, academically, research-wise, your best ideas, your best I don't know, your working careers, especially from the quant side, a lot of us do research or a lot of, you know, intellectual thought, creativity. And we start to think, okay, the max peak years are going to be in your 20s, basically. And then as you hit into your 30s, you're going to see this sort of decline. And it's, right, somewhat solely based on this fact of how your intelligence focuses. And all we care about is our intelligence because quants are somewhat single-minded in many ways. And yet we don't really realize, I think, the actual contributions until later. And many quants I've talked to in their 40s, for example, um, still kind of follow this myth of your fluid intelligence is what's driving everything. So I do think it plays some sort of role here. I'm not going to say it plays zero role, but it does not play, I think, 100% of the responsibility in the role here. Uh, I think it's driven more by biological changes that are not intelligence driven here. So I'm going to talk a little bit about this. Uh, I'm going to tell you two stories first of all, and then we're going to go into more details on that. So the first story here is going to be about an individual. Let's say, I don't know, we'll call her Mary. Uh, I worked with Mary, man, ways back at another firm through a firm. There were some connections. Uh, so we didn't directly work together, but there was some contacts here within the industry of quantitative finance. Um, and she ended up having a baby. So everyone was super excited that she had this child. Uh, it was kind of a big excitement. And me being young and naive and at the age of, I don't know, 20-something, uh, I was like, wow, that's really great. You know, she's had a child, you know, thumbs up. I think it's a pretty amazing achievement, uh, something exciting for your life. And I assume that, you know, you'll just work and move on and everything will stay the same. And so for me, from the outside, that's what it looked like. It looked like everything was staying the exact same. And then uh, some life events occurred as well uh, for her. And then also on top of that, she's had a second baby, right? There's a second child coming. And so I started chatting with her and discussing, you know, it's so exciting. You have a second one coming, you know, of course, we're talking about genders of babies, right? You already have, you know, this gender. Do you want the other gender? Do you want two of this or whatever, you know, going back and forth? And talking about some of the challenges that we see, um, you know, with having kids. But for me, I didn't really realize at the time, <laughs> being young and 20, again, um, the amount of toll that a child takes on you in a career and trying to balance a career and a child at the same time. And now you have two children. And so Mary went on and she ended up, you know, 
kind of having some life events go on. And I talked to her and followed up and she said, yeah, I decided to be a stay-at-home mom. Uh, my husband makes good money. Uh, again, I made good money, but it's kind of challenging being away from the kids. And at the same time, right, we make enough that it's not really like a necessity here. So it makes more sense for me to be at home. I'm excited and talking about all the positivity around that. And so I was really excited for her. I was somewhat taken back, like why you would shift away from your career. But, you know, people are what people are. And I just kind of, you know, smiled, nodded and went along with the scenario here. And that's kind of the story one here. Uh, the second story I want to talk about is we'll have an individual, we'll call him, I don't know, Peter. And again, I had this conversation with Peter about, you know, careers and, you know, all these projects I'm working on. And they talked about, you know, they're on this massive project, but they're not super pushing themselves because they have this really long-term project and they're excited to kind of just settle in and just go through the motions. And they have some fun and exciting parts and pieces that interest them. And it was kind of like this tone of like, they don't really want to push things to the limit. And so me being in my 20s at the time saying, you know, like, oh, I've got, you know, this project and this project and this project and I've taken on excess projects and then I've got this personal project and then doing all these things and we're like bantering back and forth about data science and automation and why, I don't know, different things work and don't work in my belief systems, which are fairly different from most on the topic and going back and forth with them. And then them basically stating to me at one point, you know, Dimitri, you got to realize when you hit the age of 30, right? So when you hit 30, everything's going to change. You're not going to want to be doing this all the time. You're not going to be wanting to put in all these hours. I was just like you in my 20s. Uh, things change here. So Peter, in this example, to give you some background, Peter is married. Peter has no kids. Um, but again, it just kind of took me back. Like, why would you not want to be so enveloped in like this intellectual pursuit. And so I just chalked this up partially to the fact that there are differences in psychology. So in personality traits here, what I mean by this is for me, I have to be busy 24 seven. I have to be working. I work myself to death. I'm stressed. And then I tell myself, you know, Dimitri, uh, you know, drop some of these projects, scale back, only do a few things and do them really well. And I do that and it lasts for a very short period and then I get extremely bored. And so I start taking on all these additional projects and I have like chaos going around. And I've realized I have to work. That's just who I am. It doesn't matter what happens. Doesn't matter what job I'm in. Doesn't matter what I'm doing. I have to work and I care about everything I work on. Uh, this is very different from the majority of people I've seen where it's like, it's a job, it's annoying, it's frustrating. I'm required to do, you know, X, Y, and Z. I do X, Y, and Z. I go home, I put in my hours, and I'm done. Um, so again, there are differences in characteristics and personality, but now coming full circle back to my story and how this ties into these first two stories, a lot of the drivers here around this kind of cliff we see career-wise at 30, I think has to do with two factors. One being marriage and two being children. So really the theme here is that you start to see your life dynamically, the group or the kind of structure that you work in socially starts to change. Um, so my story is a bit different here. I was married at the age of 20. I've been married for a long time. Uh, marriage for me has been one of these things that my wife and myself have been on the same trajectory. And so it's been very supportive across the entire spectrum. It's one of the advantages I think of being married young, as long as your goals align. Uh, if your goals don't align, then it creates somewhat contention and struggles. And then it kind of derails you career-wise and academically. And it's kind of a struggle here. So there are pros and cons here. I'm not saying everybody should be married, but there becomes a point where everybody starts to realize like, 
I think around the age of 30 that getting married is a very important aspect if you want to do it. Uh, the reason being, so I've had other colleagues as well we could tell stories about, but I guess friends, not really colleagues, but <laughs> friends that have worked in the industry at other institutions um, that have also been single. And as they've gotten closer and closer, closer to 30, there's more of this pressure that you need to get married because if you don't get married, it is extremely hard to find um, just a really good candidate. And I think part of this is coming now back to kids, right? A lot of people end up having kids, which adds additional complexity to a relationship, or as we like to call a lot of times in society, baggage. Uh, but you have this other piece here, and there's kind of pressure to get married. And of course, once you get married, uh, a lot of the focus goes from, you know, you, 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 to us and doing other things above and beyond who you are and outside of your work realm. And because of this, with the Peter example here, I started to realize he wants to live a life and do other things. He's already making enough money to live very comfortably, right? There's not a lot of incentive once you hit so much money uh, and you enjoy what you do, for example, to actually push career-wise. So this is going to be the difference between a job and a career. Most people are going to settle into just a job, right? You show up, you do what you're asked, you get paid. It's not a big deal. Uh, doing a career is really for crazy people who are excessively workaholics like myself. Um, that's not a good thing in many ways, but we have to work. We need to work. We have this drive to work. Uh, then you have the second aspect here with the Mary story coming on top of this. And this is where my struggle is really coming in today of uh, the fact that, uh, so I had a child a year, about a year ago. <laughs> She's a little more than a year old now. And we've been working from home with COVID. And so I think COVID's making a lot of people reflect on their work environment and how they work and how they kind of live and how they balance the work life, you know, balancing here, I guess. And it's been great being home for every single milestone, right? I'm seeing her walk. I'm seeing her crawl. Uh, I'm seeing all these you know, teeth come in. I'm seeing her grow. I'm seeing all these great and amazing things. And so for me as working from home now, there's part of me that's like, I just don't want to go back to work because I'm able to capture somewhat that staying at home, being with your child. Um, again, as education comes up as well, I'm huge into education. And so I'd be excited to actually work with her, even if she's difficult like myself. But there's a piece of me now that as I have a child, it's not like looking back on the Mary story thinking, wow, you have a child, you add it to your life and you just go on and you kind of merge a third person in. Um, it gets to this point where it's like you start to realize there are things that are more important in life or somewhat your value proposition, I guess. The way you value things, the hierarchy of how you value things changes and you start to realize things like family start to matter more to you because you've gotten to a point that you make enough money that there's not really a reason to continue making more a lot of times. Um, again, there's always reasons to have more money, but you start to kind of weigh those and think about, you know, it's better to spend time with friends and family and children, for example, and to do things that really, I don't know, they fulfill you in a different way than your work and your job does. And so for me now at this at this point, right, I'm in, in my 30s, uh, past 30 a bit here, but there's going to be pressure to have children because women only have so much time biologically to have children. And then as a father as well, right, you want to hurry and find a spouse and you want to have children as well, but you also don't want to find someone that's, you know, 20, 30 years younger than you and you just have a full-blown career and then come back. And then you start weighing these consequences of, do you want to raise kids when you're old? Uh, so there are these biological factors that just change. And so you have to make these crucial decisions, I think, around the age of 30. And this is where I think this is the defining moment between a job and a career. As many people will choose the job piece because they can make money, they can work, they can do what they've done. They already have the education in the quant finance realm. They have the experience probably five to seven years at this point. 
Um, and then you're starting to get to the point where, you know, you're stable. You probably need to spend more time looking for a spouse, for example, or maybe you already have in the past, such as myself, and then you want to have kids. And then you end up in this conundrum of how do you do both, right? I don't want to send my child to daycare and I don't want to focus solely on my career and then try to come home and be the best dad ever. It's it's not as simple and cut dry as that, I think, especially when you start having kids. So if you're in your 20s and this doesn't seem to make that much sense, uh, you will understand this more so when you get closer to the age of 30 and you're trying to find someone and you want to have kids. And then once you actually have kids, you are stuck in this balance of what do you do? And so my wife and I have discussed this right on, you know, should she stay home? Should I stay home? Uh, now we have this amazing working from home schedule with both of us working from home full time because of COVID. And so can we balance this? And there are definitely challenges of trying to do everything under the sun. I am afraid at the point there's going to be a piece of me where it's like I am I'm already giving up career wise parts of my thing so that I can trade off and be home or be more present uh, when my daughter is around just to try to be a better parent and a better father. And it's something I actually want to do. I'm excited about. Uh, but again, how do you do that? Right. Both of us, both parents make good money. Uh, Career-wise, job-wise, the work's interesting. The companies treat you well. There's really not a lot of reasons to kind of move and jump. And so at the age of 30 here, we really see this kind of shifting here in the career. And I think a lot of people need to be aware of this when you start to kind of look out from your 20s. Uh, it's something I definitely didn't really expect to hit me, right? The crazy guy that works constantly and loves to work. And then I think I'm going to wrap this up here, this podcast, with discussing that this is very, very real. This is not something that affects a few people. And I think for women, it is even more challenging. Uh, the reason being, so you look at, I look at women that I've worked with over the years. I looked at women I've been to conferences with that have spoken, who have been leaders in the industry. And yes, there are some that have, you know, a spouse and children and all this. But when you really look at them on the quantitative side, so a lot of management, a lot of times aren't quants, but on the quant side, you start to realize that some of them have made different decisions than I have made. So they have chosen to either get married and have no kids or they've chosen not to get married and they've had really successful careers and they've been very, very focused on everything they do and they've done extremely well. And I think the reasoning for that is because it's that that decisioning point, right? How do you balance family, spouse, and like your personal life with your work life? There's definitely a downside I think on, on either decision, it doesn't matter what you make. If you decide to have no family, you're going to have an amazing career. You can be at the top of your game. It might be extremely intellectually stimulating, which is awesome. But then you somewhat miss out on those other pieces of life experience that you just won't get because, again, going back to the biological standpoint here, right? You can only, Women can only have children for so long. And then, of course, I think getting married after the age of 30, it gets more and more and more challenging just because... Right, people are kind of taken. They've all gone off and got married, or found spouses, or they went off, had relationships, been divorced, and now it gets a little more complicated because you have other people kind of dialed into these relationships here. But it's extremely challenging. I think it's something a lot of you should think about if you're younger. If you're older, right? I think you will relate to this more so of realizing like there's always this challenging balance. And I think a lot of us thought in our early, you know, 18, 19, 20s. Uh, in undergrad or even in graduate school, how you plan out your life you think is going to be this nice, easy trajectory. I'm going to work a lot of hours. I'm going to be super stressed, but I'm going to be super successful. Life's going to be you know, peachy and that's how it's going to work. But I think you need to stop and think about these other factors that are playing in and how you weigh them out. 
Uh, again, trying to do both is extremely challenging. You only have so many hours a day. So this is one of my big constraints now is I just don't have the time to do things. And when I say that, it's not as if like I have 50 hobbies and I'm just like not wanting to give up hobbies. Uh, I mean, I've dropped YouTube and podcasting here for at least a month now. And even then I'm building a YouTube podcast studio on top of it. And even then it's extremely challenging. Even if I threw all of that work out, you know, just to get you know, your job and focus on your career and what you want to do above and beyond to really shine in your job and your career. And then also trying to take time back and say, Hey, I want to, you know, take my kid to the park or I want to, you know, go for a morning walk or I want to do X, Y, and Z. Right. So just trying to keep this in perspective here, it is extremely challenging to balance these. I think these are things we need to think about, um, on a corporate level, on an individual level here, on a career planning level that life is challenging and you need to somewhat plan these in. I know it's extremely hard and you're in your 20s. I didn't expect it. Uh, But this is why we see a big shift in quants here around 30. And I just think something we should all be aware of. So anyways, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, If you like this channel, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And as always, until next time.